0: conversations about yesterday's Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Happy New Year to all and to all, a happy new year.
1: And a late merry
0: uh Toonsmith as well. To you? Yes, and to yours. To yours. Yes. I hope yours all had a, <laughs> a happy Toonsmas. <laughs> yes. Uh, we sure did over yeah. here. Yeah, Toonsmas is past. It's still kind of Toonsmas season. You know, mm. if there's uh if the trees don't got leaves. <laughs> Let it breathe. Let it breathe, baby. Uh, it still tunes miss Season, as far as we're concerned, at least until the end of January. Uh uh-huh, Yep. The new year is here, 2022. We're stepping into it like a fresh pair of pants. Oh, man. By the end of the year, it'll be stretched out and stained. And yep. Can't wait to see that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hot, man. Yeah, you just painted a hot picture. I like that.
0: And as promised last time, and going with our previously longstanding tradition that we skipped last year, mm, and we're sorry. It hurt. Maybe, it hurt. Maybe last year would have been a little better if we would have opened the year with... This particular cartoon that we're talking about today, it is a cartoon from the 80s. It may be the most 80s cartoon <laughs> oh, uh, right. ever to exist. Uh, uh, every, every scene. Every scene, <laughs> you're just a foot deeper into the 80s pool, yep. and, and you realize you're drowning in it, and, uh-huh. and you can't swim. You can't swim in the 80s. No one ever taught you. And it's not that bad. It, no, it's. it's I love bad. this. I yeah. love this cartoon. This. I was thinking about it today. I think this is now tied with He-Man... And the masters of the universe for the most times covered on our podcast uh-huh. so far. So, <laughs> and it's funny because, like, they're kind of the opposite. Uh-huh. Uh They're the same thing, but for different, uh, Demographics. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, of course, you know, we are talking about none other than one of the most important bands in certainly in cartoon history. I mean I put them up there with Josie and the Pussycats, they paved Hell the way. Yeah. But you know who perfected it? Ooh, That's right, Jim and the holograms and that theme song. <laughs> Especially when you look at this episode, Uh couldn't be more correct. Jim is excitement, (laughs) and Jim is absolutely adventure in this episode of Jim that we watched for today. Uh Uh-huh. For 2022. (laughs) Yeah. This is your Jim for 2022. (laughs) Uh, I think we have a few things to take care of. Okay. We're going to real quick run anybody who doesn't know through what the heck a Jim is. (laughs) Just for those that need to catch up <laughs> yep. and we have a little segment to get through and then we can get to this most adventurous and uh, truly, truly, truly outrageous episode yep. of Jim and the Holograms. This is, this may be the most outrageous episode of Jim and the Holograms we've watched. It's pretty zany. It's up there. It is. So yeah, It's up there uh-huh. and that's why we chose it. We had no option but to do this one. What's the deal with Jim and the Holograms? As fast as humanly possible. Yeah, ready. And go. go. Hasbro, who brought you Transformers and G.I. Joe, yes. created a line of dolls similar to Barbie mm-hmm. called Jim. Jim. J-E-M. Yep. Not J-I-M, <laughs> not Jim Belushi or any other gems you might be interested in. Uh-huh. This is a lady called Jam. And she is a colorful singer, a musician who fronts the band The Holograms. Why are they called this? Because <laughs> Jerica's father, who left her an inheritance of a record company also left her inheritance of a secret holographic AI computer called Synergy. (laughs) Yep. Okay. And (laughs) with the help of this hologram creating AI computer, she created this false identity of Jim. Why she needs to do it that way, I don't know why she can't just be (laughs) Jerrica in the holograms. You know what? It wouldn't be as fun that way. But she's- Slipknot. Okay, that's that's all I'm gonna say. This is a good point. Slipknot, maybe they got a hologram machine somewhere. Don't know. (laughs) She is fighting against, she and her holograms, the band, are fighting against a man named Eric Raymond, who is trying, he's a very bad cocaine filled man. Oh, man. He is trying to take over the record company and he has his own group of gals. The Misfits, right? The Misfits. 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 They're bad gals, they will commit crimes. That's their guarantee. They will commit crimes every time. <laughs> if you got the time, they'll do the uh, If you got a crime, yeah. they got time <laughs> for you because they want to talk about how to do a crime. They're always trying to get over on the holograms. They keep constant surveillance on them. We we've been covering them for like 5 episodes and every time it's like attempted manslaughter, all kinds of shit that they they had somebody invent a time machine. To stop <laughs> the holograms from doing something, okay? So that that's the links that they're willing. They're just so hungry for fame. What won't they do? We haven't found it yet. Yep, you're and right. neither have they. That's what Jim and the Holograms is about. It's about two bands of ladies. Why they can't band together? Well, because the patriarchy has pitted them against each other <laughs> once again. That's how it goes. Now it's an adventurous episode of Jim and the Holograms. You would think maybe these episodes, even with synergy, the holographic AI, it's a little wild. But like you know. Maybe they're just playing songs and writing music and there's like some love and romance uh-huh. and that stuff is in there. Yeah. But I guess by season two, certainly by episode 22. It was time to jump that shark. They were just desperate <laughs> or bored or they were getting feedback like, hey, guys like this uh-huh. too or ladies want something more out of this than just a, a soap opera for kids. So they started getting wild. Uh-huh. Um, get, these, your, get your North Face jacket on. Oh, man, you better put four of them on. You better get, like, a a yak fur jacket on. Yep. The episode that we watched is called Journey to (laughs) Shangri-La. We're going to get, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, sit tight. But first, this episode was originally broadcast November 24th, 1987. And it sure would be nice to know what the heck was going on in the world at that time to even begin to understand the the outrageous episode that we watched and so travis yeah. i think you know that when we hear the date mm-hmm. it's time for days pass to and cash blast from the days past. days pass to and blast from the days pass days
1: pass to and cash blast from the days pass days pass tune cast blast from the days pass, days pass
0: Days past, TuneCast blast from the days past. Mm-hmm. What a day for it, Travis! It's a new year, but we're going back to an old year, 1987. Yes, sir. What was going on? Uh, so, in 1987, actually
1: uh, on November 7th, 1987, the Billboard Hot 100 top ten. You ready for this, buddy? I'm Buster hot. Root. I'm hot and ready for it. Number one. I think we're alone now. By Tiffany. Tiffany. That was number one.
0: I will say I love the original version, and I forget who did that one. Yeah. But I like the Tiffany one. There is—oh, God. What was this this guy—this puppeteer's name? Oh, our ventriloquist. No. (laughs) Which, by the way, extra tangent, like sub-tangent. Okay, yep. Bunsen Honeydew. We somehow got the scientist's name so wrong last episode. We were saying his name was Benson— And then Benny Benson and like we're acting like this is a why would you ever name him that way? I don't know how he got twisted. Oh, no. His name is Bunsen Honeydew.
1: I'll I'll hold a press conference. Yeah, please. We'll we'll get this situated. We regret the error.
0: Speaking of Jim Henson, we regret the error. (laughs) Uh, We just wanted to retract that and uh, deduct that. But there was a ventriloquist and I can Mark something, I don't know, who did a special with Buffalo Bill, like a, like in the 80s. And oh. I taped it off the of TV. I was so obsessed with it. And it was like this. He had the one puppet that was a, a Buffalo Bill kind of like nice country guy. And then there was Spike, who was a punk. Okay. And he like eventually <laughs> took off all of his like body parts and stuff. But oh, nice. man, okay. I taped and they had little skits between his actual performance where he's talking to the puppets backstage or whatever. I'm sure it's just awful to watch now. But... At the end of that, yeah. they all, they played Tiffany's version of, I think we're alone now. And it's like, I have an association with that song now where it's like, oh, no, the fun times are over. Oh, no, it's time to go to bed because the show's over. Uh-huh. This thing, this is what plays us out. Yeah. And it's so weird how, as a kid, so many songs were that for me. I yep. had this bad association with them, even though I liked the song. Yep. Well, that's a great song. Good job. Good job covering it, Tiffany. <laughs> Number two, will
1: uh, Madonna's causing a commotion?
0: I I can't say I, I I've heard I don't that. know song. that one. Yeah, I, I think of doing locomotion, but that's not her, <laughs> and that's not that song. Let's see, causing a commotion. Yep. Let's let's give a quick sample. I mean, she's so you know what? <laughs> it's kind of hard to nail down because Madonna. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> She was always causing a commotion. So far, I've never heard this. Ooh, I'm digging that that slappy guitar though. <laughs>
1: I got the baby motion we got
0: together I think we I, I wish we would have had this Madonna for a little bit longer Yeah I don't know that one Yeah It sounds like it's a from the era of <laughs> it's Gonna dress you up in my love which I I love Yeah <laughs> that song So that's what oh, I that's mean a good one. when I say uh, that I when I say I wish we had that Madonna for longer, I just mean the Madonna that I, I think she had some great songs later, but just the yeah. Madonna that was just making some '80s pop songs. Uh-huh. I just dig them, man. I want yeah. to hear some more of them, but <laughs> she had to go and revolutionize things. All
1: right, song three, "Moni uh, Moni" money by Billy Idol. Here she say, money, money. And that was on the Footloose soundtrack, right? Um, I don't actually don't know. Well, I've, I've definitely heard the Footloose soundtrack, out. but I don't I don't recall it being on
0: there. If it wasn't, it should have been. (laughs) We'll I Duly noted. That was an early cassette for me. I think that just my parents had. And had a bunch of, well, I say Footloose. See, now I'm confusing them. I'm assuming Moni Moni was also on the Footloose soundtrack, which had a bunch of oldies on it, that I was playing all the time as a kid Uh and got me into a lot of oldies (laughs) songs. But now... I'm questioning everything cuz I don't know if it was on it or not. That's
1: a damn good soundtrack though. And I can't don't, don't sleep on that one. I can't even spell Moni,
0: cuz it's money.
1: <laughs> M O N Y. M O N Y? Yep. What a weird Moni, <laughs> Moni. I'm okay. walking down the street, money Moni. Cuz originally it was a 19 <laughs> it's another not the one song.
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> It's another one that's a cover. It's like a uh-huh. 1968 song. Yeah. And then there was a version by Billy Idol which was uh, not not on Valu. So <laughs> I'm fucking up. Yeah, it's all good. All right, uh, all right. Song four: "Little Lies"
1: by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Eleven weeks on the chart. That's not "Tell Me Lies." Tell me, sweet little lies, is it? <laughs> only, you know, only, only lies, YouTube can tell, tell me us, sweet buddy. Little lies, little lies, walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> if I
0: could turn the page. Ah, maybe it is. Sounds like Christina V singing, not, oh yeah, not yeah, your Stevie. I had no idea that this was Fleetwood Mac. Tell me lies, tell me sweet lies. They were still cranking them out. Uh huh. Oh, well, that's okay. I should have known. See, as a kid, I, I had not calibrated know. to Stevie Nicks yet. I <laughs> didn't know her her vocals by <laughs> name. So if I just heard that, tell me lies, then I would have been. I would have totally known that. Uh-huh. Or I thought she was a guest. Wow! <laughs> so eleven weeks on the chart is number
1: four. Uh, number five will uh, "Bad" by Michael Jackson. Have you uh, ever heard of that guy? Have you ever heard of him?
0: He, he was like a. Let's leave the night. guy off on the table and talk about the song. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's a great album and a great song. It's a weird album because it's when he it's post Thriller. It's like he's moving into more rock stuff. Yeah, like mashups of New Jack Swing and rock music. But like that one, I mean, "Bad" is a good song. Uh-huh. That's a good song. Uh, yeah, it is. And I probably knew it better when it was covered, "quote unquote" covered by a certain strange fellow. Uh huh. Can you you're, get? Do you know which one? Your rock star, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Bad became fat uh-huh. when Weird Al Yankovic did it. <laughs> no, I used to rent his video of videos, like all of his music videos, on one VHS. Yep. And that was the big one because I, I think he got, I don't know, he got somebody to do to direct it, and like his whole body blows up and the fat suit and everything, and it's just like. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, eat it. <laughs> well, that that's a different one. He did both? Yeah. Because fa- there's beat it becomes eat it, and then bad becomes fat. We're, we're going to have to look into this. N- no, you can just take my word for it. <laughs> I promise you. If anyone can tell you this with, with sureness... He did but, both. But did, that, did that, one ma- that one made a video too? They both did videos, yeah. I mean, pretty much if Widow had a hit, it also had a video <laughs> attached because as much as I love him, it's like you can only get so far on the song and then so you have to do a parody video along with it. All right. Yeah. All right. You don't believe me, do you? Uh, I mean, yeah, 100%. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing from this list, because yes. we're trying to look for patterns here to understand why the episode that we watched happened. Uh-huh. Of Jim. Um, the pattern that I'm seeing is oldies becoming newies <laughs> because you've got number one is a cover of a 60s song. Yep. Tiffany. You've got another Moni Moni was a cover of an old song. Yep. And you've got Fleetwood Mac oldies themselves hitting the top of the charts again. Mm-hmm. So all that's old is new. And on today's episode of Jim. Yep. They're taking what claims to be some of the oldest music in the world and making it new again and topping the charts. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, 1987, November, this has been your
1: Days Past tune cast Blast from the Days Past.
0: All right. Let's, <laughs> let's get into it. Yes. We're going to get into the meat pretty fast on this one because okay. they don't waste any time. Not at all. Uh, on this episode of I Jim. I actually had to rewind
1: it for, for the first part. Yeah. They, like, Whoa, wh- where'd, we, where'd we turn here?
0: They jump in fast. They spend very little time in, in a normal, what I would call a normal setting for Jim. Yep. Uh, they're at the mansion, <laughs> the, the Benton Mansion, Benton Manor, where Jim and her holograms all hang out yep. and uh, and live, which also is an orphanage, I believe, last I checked. Uh-huh, so she's yep. just all... she's. I think she has a lot of rich white guilt. So she's trying, I I don't know that all of her good deeds are are motivated by pure altruism, but you know, maybe so. Who knows? We start with a, a, like a candle lit, fireplace lit dinner party. Yep. Which is fucking classy. Like I'm, it's cool. I would go to this. Jim and the holograms are apparently friends with a visibly aging musicologist known only by the name Andrew. Yep. Uh, I don't trust this guy. Not at all. I'm just going to say, I don't know if he wrote to them, if he made himself, if he called their agent, was like, hey, if you ever need a musicologist, here I am. Because he's not, he's not like elderly, but he's got the graying temples and he's got a little bit longish hair and he's, he's telling this. He looks like
1: he's disguised
0: up. Yeah, he He's does. wearing yeah. a
1: disguise for
0: nefarious well, he's reasons. A, he's an older, unhip guy disguised as a younger hip guy, I think. <laughs> he, I'm sure he's all too happy to help These young ladies, uh, if they invited him to a dinner to talk about music, I'm sure he showed up with like three bottles of wine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he has allegations (sighs) and they're just it's only 1987. So around now is Uh when they're going to be coming out because he's starting off this episode talking about how he was overseas. Then the tribesmen came swarming at us, waving their clubs in the air and yelling bloody murder. Well,
1: they stopped about 10 feet from us. We were in the middle of their sacred burial
0: mound, and they couldn't
1: set foot on it.
0: <laughs> this is bad, man. This doesn't. This is not funny. This doesn't make you the good guy. That's how he's starting. Yep. I don't trust him. Not with my holograms. So, ladies, I, I don't. I, I do what you want, but uh-huh. I just keep an eye on this guy. <laughs> they have invited him there not to hear stories about how he was rude to tribal people of another nation. Yeah. They have invited him there because <laughs> they have reached the end of what uh, I guess western music can teach them? Motivation. They they've lost their motivation. It, I felt like I thought it was that they don't have inspiration anymore for music. That they don't know like they've they've made all the sounds. You say motivation, I say inspiration.
1: Tomato, no, actually, tomato. you
0: actually you said motivation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just reverse that. <laughs> you were too busy like stroking an invisible wine glass. <laughs> they're saying, they're saying, look, we're trying to write more material. We need help. And one, I don't know why they're turning to a musicologist for that. Like, there's a lot of people that could help you with that, like producers. Rick Rubin is in the the mix. Shout out at this yep. point. There's a lot of people you could work with uh-huh. that they're not turning to. <laughs> Instead, they're going to this musicologist, Andrew. His first thought isn't, have you tried experimenting with some new drum machines or synthesizers or or getting rid of the synthesizers and trying some other instruments? Cowbell, perhaps some cowbell. Throw a cowbell yeah. on it. Throw a tambourine on it. I love a good shaker. Mm-hmm. Try anything. His first thought is, no, have you heard of the mythical city of Shangri-La? Because <laughs> I think this guy wants to go on another trip. Yeah, And he knows that Jim and the Holograms have some bank to fund that shit. Yep. I want to highlight the fact that Shangri-La is 100% a fictional place. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, well, some people think it doesn't exist, but we're not sure. Like, even Atlantis, it it goes back a pretty far way. And I'm not saying it existed or didn't exist. (laughs) I'm just saying that that one we're more confused on and unsure than Shangri-La because Shangri-La was created for a novel in 1933. Like, this is... Not a question. This is not. This is this, <laughs> this might as well factoid. This might as well be the land of Oz. This yeah. is not a place that exists. It was created in 1933 for a novel called Lost Horizon by the author James Hilton. So this isn't the Blair Witch Project where you're like, I don't know, maybe they went there, maybe they didn't, maybe no. There's no advertised as true events. This is just him writing a fiction novel. It's set in the Himalayas in Tibet, and still to this day, we still have documentaries where they're trying to find it. Uh like a search for Narnia <laughs> documentary or like a, a, what was the real magic school that Hogwarts was based uh-huh. on? Like, no, this is just, just a place that all, somebody made up, man. All
1: fiction, bud. all
0: fiction. So the holograms are just within the first five minutes of this flying to Tibet to find the mythical city of Shangri-La. Uh, the guy, Andrew admits he doesn't know exactly where it is, but he knows a village yep. where someone else knows where it is and they'll tell you where. So off they go. And that sets off a very primitive Google alert Set by a man named Tech Rat. Yep. Who
1: is this guy? I
0: I love this guy. I could have a little bit more
1: Tech Rat in this.
0: I would love to have him in every episode. His voice (laughs) is just. No one has ever sounded like this on the planet ever. Well, well, my first Gem Alert in a couple of weeks. Oh, this is really weird he's at a very old computer. He's the guy who created, actually, it's the next episode uh-huh. in order. That's the time travel episode. Oh, And in yeah. that one, he's he created a time travel machine from, like, three mainframe computers, I guess. He just <laughs> daisy-chained them. Um, he gets this alert. Basically, he's keeping tabs on these ladies. He calls Eric Raymond, mm-hmm. manager of the Misfits. Eric Raymond interrupts the Misfits recording an album. Yeah. <laughs> To tell them that their (laughs) rival band, the Holograms, are traveling internationally. Anybody know why Jem and the Holograms would be going to Tibet?
1: If we guess the answer, do we win a prize?
0: Yeah, a round-trip ticket to the Himalayas. Come on, I'm serious. And instead of saying, hey, man... We're kind of in the middle of something here. They drop everything. Eric's right. The holograms wouldn't be going someplace
1: like that without a good reason. And that's reason enough for us to find out what they're up to.
0: One, we've all agreed every time Misfits write the better music. Hands down. But they spend so little time writing music because they're always doing this kind of shit. But this is like behind the music. There's usually a point where someone's like, and it stopped being about the music with this person at this point. It was the chase it, of drugs. Yeah. Well, it's not being about the music. When we stopped literally making music to go to Shangri-La <laughs> because someone we don't like went there and we were going to beat them. I don't know if Pizzazz, the, the leader of yep. the Misfits, like has dirt on everyone that they just have to go with whatever criminal activity she has on in mind. But uh, everybody jumps on it. They're not thinking like a band and their management is not helping them do any better. And they must be hemorrhaging money if they're just abandoning studio time and then flying out to Tibet. They, they've been hemorrhaging. Why? Well, I mean, they're <laughs> probably they're probably hemorrhaging money up their noses. Which, you know what I mean? Oh man, Eric, for sure. So both groups arrive in Tibet separately. Jim, and the holograms, uh, their friend Andrew has a Sherpa friend uh-huh. named Moki, and <laughs> yes. the Misfits have their own Sherpa friend named Mian, who kind of looks evil. <laughs> But I bet like I'm the the misfits are pretty shitty to him at one point just because he's not doing it how they want. But Andrew says that he has a friendship with his Sherpa. And I just feel like that's a one-sided friendship. Like he thinks uh, he's paying this Uh man to take him up a mountain. This is famously not good for them. They're really risking their lives. I don't I don't think either of these guys is bad. They're just kind of trying to make a living in the middle of this fucking (laughs) iceland. Right. But they both set out separately to climb the Himalayan mountains. And find this village that will then help them find Shangri-La. And that leads us to our very first music video of this episode. Mm-hmm. You got to have three songs, three music videos per gem. <laughs> and this one is that, entitled... That's the prereq. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, that was their contract as yep. a band. And the first one is entitled, appropriately enough, Shangri-La. bit of a slow jam. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not not an exciting one for me. Uh, both of Jim's, both of the Hologram's contributions to this episode are real slow. Yeah. And like, they should be in the middle of uh, the second side of a record, probably <laughs> not. Not like a leading B- single.
1: Yeah, B-side for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, this, this song sounds like the end of a high school romantic comedy when the two people are finally dancing together and she lays her head on his shoulder Uh and him on her and they're at homecoming and the and And the 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 balloons fall yeah yeah i mean that's that's just like if you just change lyrics to not about a mythical city that's (laughs) probably what you're looking at um i feel like (laughs) shangri-la it's weird that they were as a pop band it's better subject matter for like a progressive rock band like king crimson or yes uh, Rush. Rush would be a yeah, good yeah, band yeah. to do a Shangri-La. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Not a band that's the equivalent of the Bangles, at most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a weird, it's a weird subject. Like, have you heard uh, Taylor Swift's new song about Lemuria? The famous I haven't. Drowned Nation? <laughs> oh, yeah, because she didn't write it. Because no one would.
1: <laughs> you got me, no bro. One would. <laughs> yeah, you, put, you put that down. I, I picked it up, bro. Yeah, Thank but, you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate that. I'm a good liar. Yeah, you are. We get our first song. Afterwards, Jim and the Holograms are taking a break. They're hanging out on the mountain, trying to figure out where they're going to go next, how they're going to get to that village. And the next wild aspect of this cartoon gets dropped on us. Not with a lot of fanfare. Like they don't (laughs) sneak it up on you or or have a lot of tension building. There is just right in the middle, a Yeti, Bigfoot's icy cousin, (laughs) his Arctic buddy, not even Arctic, his Himalayan cousin. (laughs) Also known as the Abominable Snowman, Uh the original, a Yeti, an actual Yeti. This is not a man in a costume. It doesn't turn out. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't turn out like, oh, we thought it was this, but it's actually this animal. None of that. There is just a seven foot tall ape man. Unexplained. And Andrew, the musicologist who has been in this area apparently before, when it appears, he's not concerned, oh, there's a mythological creature in front of me. Like, that's crazy. There's a chimera. There's a basilisk that's now ex- extant. No, it's just that I'm concerned that it's going to attack us. That's No one ever discusses the unlikeliness or, or the majesty of this uh, hitherto unseen creature. Right. It's just that, well, there's a yeti here. Now we got to deal with that. Bummer. Uh, of course, Jim, as always, is so sweet-natured supernaturally so. Right. That she just senses, oh, he's not gonna attack us. He's a sweetie pie.
1: You're all right? I bet we could even be friends.
0: And he lets her pet him. Right. And he, like, bows down, like, subservient to her automatically. Uh, it's so weird. It seems... If Yetis do exist, this seems offensive to them. Like that Yetis would, they're like, no, no, we don't just bow to people. Yeah, we sure. we, we dominate. We'll rip your arm off and beat you with it. Yeah, we'll cook you on a fire. Yeah, we make fires. <laughs> We're Yetis. We're not idiots. Andrew wants to pet him. That scares the guy off. That should tell you something. If the Yeti loves you, Jim, but then runs away when Andrew the musicologist tries to pet him, do a background check. Check it out. <laughs> Luckily, the Yeti, in Running Off, sees that the misfits, in trying to climb the mountain, are stuck on the side of the mountain. Something's gone wrong with their climbing. And the Yeti, much like Lassie the dog, runs back to Gem and the Holograms and lets them know there's trouble down at the old well. Yep. Or actually at the mountainside, the misfits are going to die. And they don't even know that they're there. This is how they find out. Right. They should just take out a restraining order on the misfits. They probably have one. They probably do, but yeah. it's not, like, wide enough because uh-huh. they're following them to another country. Yeah, 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 One, it doesn't even... Yeah, the jurisdiction doesn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah we need to check in that. I will. Get a yep. Interpol on that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they save the misfits. Uh, what the hell are you doing here? Well, we're trying to do the same thing as you. Well, we're all going to walk together to the village because I guess we got to... They're not even banding together. It's just that they're... <laughs> if somebody saves your life, no matter how much you hate them as a band... You're probably just gonna walk with them through the snow. Yep, just to stay safe because apparently you can't take care of yourself. They get to the village. Uh, it's just a bunch of tents. There's no electricity, which is a big bummer for the misfits because apparently they thought they were just gonna record on the side of the mountain. Right. I don't. I guess they were just gonna record the 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 sound of the music of Shangri La, uh-huh. uh, which is a good idea because if you don't have a voice memo app on your phone, yep, you always think you're gonna remember the important thing. Yeah, in '87 for sure. Right. Yeah, I don't think they had the voice app yet. I don't think they had the no. voice app, so it would have been good, but they couldn't plug in anywhere. <laughs> yeah. There they are greeted by an elderly woman named Lo Win, a woman who has no filter. Because <laughs> when they ask about Shangri-La, she tells the misfits they're unworthy, just like straight up. So how do we get to Shangri-La, Grandma? No, you are unworthy. I will not show you the way. And Pizzazz calls her an old prune woman, which is hilarious. That's exactly what she looks like. She won't tell Jim where Shangri-La is because there's something false about her. Yep. Yeah. Seven (laughs) layers of slathered holographic makeup all over her. She is always Jim. This is like the, I mean, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, like they all hide their identity because they're fighting crime and they're trying to protect their families. Yep. But they're trying to make the world a better place. And then Jim hides who she is and lies all the time to be a pop star (laughs) and to go to Shangri-La and to get better music so they don't lose... Her inheritance of this record. It just seems like I I never got why she had to be secret about it in the first place. Right. And it's weird that now we have to draw attention to it. Like, hey, did you forget that Jim isn't even a person? (laughs) Jim is just a made up identity for this girl that could also sing. It's not like the hologram makes her sing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or, Or you solve crime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and ultimately they kind of are superheroes, but... I say lean into it. Like they're on this star platform in the opening credits that yeah. is not a real thing, but I, let them have one of those. Like let it be a sci fi show. I would love <laughs> this. I think that would have made it better. <laughs> Let's go there. Lowen will not tell them where Shangri La is, but her great granddaughter, Lysan, agrees to show the misfits to Shangri La because they're bugging her about it. <laughs> they set off and we get our second video and the absolute best song. On this episode, for sure,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Misfits are like—I don't even know how many we're at, but they've won every time. They've—they've <laughs> they've won the award every time <laughs> yeah. for best song in the episode entitled "You Oughta See the View from Here." You just always have the better songs. They have a lot more energy. They're usually high uh, high speed, high BPM, Yep. and they all have a very strong narcissistic point of view. <laughs> and, and that sells. During the video, the Yeti is stalking. And by the way, usually the music videos are like fantastical flights of fancy, and you're just watching them, like, I don't know, go through a slide that ends up in a candy store, and all kinds of weird shit. Well, in this one, they're already in the Himalayas looking for Shangri-La. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> they don't really do anything creative with these videos. It's just them dancing on a snow on a mountain uh-huh. somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Phoned in. Yeah. A Yeti has already entered the picture, so you can't get too much more <laughs> fantastical than that. The Yeti. It, it's just the Yeti dancing. Yeah. You know? And that would be like, yeah, of course he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good song. <laughs> the Yeti stalks them throughout this video. He falls in love with these uh, does, highly painted faces of these ladies. Yeah. When the video ends, Lysan, the great-granddaughter of the prune-faced woman, as Pizzazz put it, she falls and gets stuck under some snowbriars, mm-hmm. is what they call them. Um, this is the only vegetation we've seen in this landscape so far. Yeah. Everything else is just rock and snow. And it's like Sleeping Beauty-style thorn branches, yeah. right? In this one particular place that she fell, and they are poisonous. Horrible combo. It's amazing anyone lives there, Uh, or even tries to live there. (laughs) Not for any reason other than we gotta get to Shangri-La, Pizzazz and Roxy of the Misfits, get down to save her, and they get cut as they're trying to help her, and they both pass out. They're poisoned. They're in trouble. Oh, man. Luckily, their new suitor, the Yeti, appears. And he carries the sick misfits to Jim and the Holograms' camp. And hey, they even throw rocks and sticks at him to try to try to let him drop them. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're like, I mean, I don't, I can't blame them for that. That's not even uh-huh. a, That's not even them being on shitty people. It's uh-huh. like any of us would think to defend our <laughs> unconscious friend from an ape man yep. that's attacking or seemingly attacking them. Yeah, I, yeti, I don't blame them for class. that.
1: Have some class. Have some
0: class. Back at camp, they find out from uh, the natives of the area only the magic of Shangri La could possibly cure them. So the music of Shangri-La has physical healing magic powers. Uh, just to hear this music and be exposed to it will heal you from poison. <laughs> Man, that's a good deal. <laughs> Lo Wynn, the elderly woman, still refuses to tell Jim where Shangri-La is, even though her friends are now in danger. Her friends, the misfits, I don't know. She's friends with everybody. Yep. Because Jim slash Jerrica is a liar. We know this. It's, that's just true and uh, for whatever reason she is and so she finally realizes oh she means about how I'm lying about being gem all the time by wearing a hologram all over my body only the pure may find Shangri-La and you are false false wait
1: showtime's over synergy
0: drops the hologram, becomes Jerica, And the woman's just like, okay, great. And they share a hug and it's time for a map that shows you how to get to Shangri-La. It's so funny how quickly the lady's like, like rewarding her for just stopping the charade. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh, you're so wonderful now. Here you go. She has that effect on people. So those that aren't sick, the holograms and misfits set out for Shangri-La. And thanks to the map, they get there. The clouds part, there is a rainbow. It's incredible. It's just a big city. Yep, that is fenced in. <laughs> uh, an ancient city. They get inside, and there's this gatekeeper guy who is dressed in. I had to look it up. Gauchos? Would it be gauchos? It's similar to that. Okay. Uh, some people call them harem pants. Some people call them Turkish trousers. Oh, that's my screen name. We know, <laughs> we know them as parachute pants, <laughs> but they are parachute <laughs> pants that would give MC Hammer tears of joy. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, they are envy. so. Yeah. So gigantic. You cannot, there's no ankle or knee delineation at all. And they are, and they're the loudest. The misfits would love all the textiles they have there. Cause this guy, every article of clothing is a different pattern. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing the, uh, the
1: Roseanne blanket on the couch. <laughs> it looks like he's in Cirque
0: du Soleil. Yes. Like he's like the guy that just comes out. and like, whoa, 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 uh-huh. I'm big. Um, and he is so entertained by everything he is saying. Not what they're telling him, which is, our friends are sick and poisoned. What can the people of Shangri-La do for you? There are two girls who have been cut by poisonous briars. Someone's got to come back to the
1: Hunza village with us.
0: Ah, when one decides to stay in Shangri-La, one cannot leave. But you see, people here do not age. Oh, gosh. It makes you think something's keeping them there that's not not necessarily a good thing. Is this place even safe? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. If you you die, if you leave, if you've been here for too long, uh, it's yeah. not a good selling point for sure. He says, if the high lama, their leader, agrees, then they can learn the music of Shangri La themselves. And they keep. Uh, he and the lama and some other people have said things like Shangri La is the birthplace of all the world's arts, music, <laughs> all these things, and it feels like I'm willing to believe that. It's been there a long time and that they've made music, but I don't feel like enough people are leaving the place or visiting the place for it to have much of an influence. Jim, of course, is the one that goes to see the High Llama. He is a bald man in robes with a Fu Manchu facial hair situation. They actually managed to be relatively tame uh-huh with with his Asian accent. It's it's pretty non-offensive to this white man's ears You, you thought
1: we were about to go on a journey, huh? A man,
0: one of the reasons we didn't do this one sooner is because I thought it was gonna be full of that shit And yep. I just wasn't ready for it, but really aside from the fact that it's like full of mystical Asian culture the actual portrayal of the people is not Vocally <laughs> very yeah, bad.
1: They, yeah, they turn it down to three. You have come for music.
0: Yes. Uh yes, we uh, needed a new sound and no one has ever taken music from Shangri-La, but perhaps your world does need some new music. This is the same time period as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Think about how Splinter sounds just uh-huh. alone, just Splinter and Shredder, how they sound like that. Those insane Asian accents—they are blowing the turtles out of the water as far as progressiveness goes with this episode. So the High Llama agrees to teach Jim. Lays down a sweet lick on his sitar. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. He pulls out what look like bongos and a lute. And I'm like, okay, they're going to do some weird shit here. They're going to really do or have a beautiful melody or something. And all he does is he hands her the bongos. And on the lute, he just plays the same chord. It's a cool sound, but it's like... Oh, that's it! I know how to do that. I can do that already. Like that's not anyone who knows chords on a guitar could play that chord. It's that not was, a, that was on our first album. Yeah, like that was the first thing I learned. <laughs> He's strumming this chord just a few times, and you start hearing Shangri-La being chanted in the background, and it sounds more like doo-wop music. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Shangri-La, Shangri-La, oh, Shangri-La. Like, and and. I like it, I guess. Uh-huh. It's kind of a boring song, <laughs> but it seems kind of like he's fucking with this rich white girl that came to his. He's like, Yeah, sure, I'll teach it yeah, to you. Here you go. This is it. How do you deliver on well, what does magical healing music sound like? <laughs> and then it's like a production studio, like, I don't know, man, just strummed chords. And anyway, this is as good as we can do, okay? You gotta ready, get this one two, out. There's go. Jim gets back to the holograms. Hey, I'm ready to save our friend. Well, the holograms in a very uncharacteristic move, say that they're thinking of staying in Shangri-La because they'll live forever there.
1: We've got to get going. We're thinking of staying here, Jem. We could... We can't just think of ourselves. That's not why we're here, is it? Jem's uh, right. We, uh, we should go.
0: Oh, we didn't even get to finish our picnic. They're all like in their early 20s. What are they fucking worried about? Like, why are they so concerned about living forever? Uh It doesn't even sound that great. Two, are you not supposed to be virtuous people? Is it just Jim that's a nice lady and the rest of you are assholes? Uh You should all just be misfits then, (laughs) if that's the case. And it's funny because it's like, there's, there's like one minute left in the episode when this happens. So it's not like this is going to become an argument Or a a major plot point. It gets solved in about 20 seconds. Jim's like, no, we gotta save these people. Okay, cool, we'll go do that. They do. Uh. They get back, (laughs) and Jim plays the magical healing music, and we get our final video, our final song of the episode entitled, Let the Music Play. You're right. It's a doo-wop, bro. Even the chord progression. <laughs> and I'm gonna say that <laughs> nothing about the hologram sound has changed. N- not Listen at all. to this. Nope. Same thing. No. This remains the whitest music. <laughs> this is milk pop. <laughs> Zero world music influence. Uh-huh. I don't even hear. I all I hear are guitars and synthesizers and drum machines. Like it's not nothing about it. You're still in the states. Still, ladies, all the same shit you've yep. already been doing. But it is powerful enough to initiate a psychedelic healing sequence with flower petals, like going over people's silhouettes of their bodies. And it, I I remember one time uh, I had to get a bunch of my teeth pulled as a kid, not once, luckily, but just over time, my roots were always way longer than they should have been. So they would just get loose and never come out. And I remember being on laughing gas each time. One of the times, I don't know if it was too much or what, but I closed my eyes and I had this hallucination I now realize of like my body being all these little pink points of light that fell down in against a black background and into the shape of the chair that I was in. And then it became me. And I realized, and that's, Fucking awesome. that's what this, <laughs> These, this put me like, gave me a flashback to that. Uh-huh. Yeah. My first hallucination as far as I can remember. <laughs> you got an age on that one. Uh, bef- not double digits. <laughs> Let's say, let's say, not double digits. Okay. Yeah. No puberty. (laughs) Uh, That's what they they give them that experience. Yeah. And that's what we get to see. And uh, yeah, the misfits are all great. They're great. They wake up and they're not healed emotionally or spiritually at all. They are
1: still very bad people. Still down to commit a crime.
0: Always down for a crime. So they say, We better get over to Shangri La. Sounds like it exists. Let's go get that (laughs) sweet music. One, you just heard it. it You just heard it, guys. Yeah, it just brought you out of uh, death. Yeah, just listen. Death haze. Uh, Recall it. Get back to the States first. And also, (laughs) if you really are into committing crimes, you can probably just kill these ladies on this mountain. Who's going to know? It's a hidden village. (laughs) Uh, They get over to Shangri La, the Misfits, and it vanishes before their very eyes Mm. because they are not worthy of even seeing it, let alone entering it. And I hope that they learn a lesson, something from this. Because this is such an expenditure to get the tickets, to charter what seems like a, a private jet. Because they uh-huh. land on a mountain. It's not like an airport that they got to. Yep. Uh, you have to hire the services of a Sherpa. I'm sure you, I mean, if they didn't already own them, maybe some very heavy coats, like actual mountain climbing Supplies, gear. food. All kinds of In shit. In
1: reality, oxygen tanks. Yes.
0: And you left behind your studio time. Yeah. Like you're abandoning thousands of dollars an hour that you already booked out. For this shit okay yep you could have just been back at the studio doing coke yep having a great time partying you get some of your 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 himbos yep. that i'm sure you've got following you around and go back to your apartment and pass out and do it again instead you are in the middle of the himalayas being denied access to a very exclusive club uh-huh shangri-la <laughs> Thank you for joining us and celebrating the 80s, uh, makeup, bright hair colors, fabrics and textiles of all (laughs) patterns, and the new year 2022, and finally, the Toonsmith season. Mm. We're so grateful to have another year under our belts. We're looking forward to some more fun a little later in 2022. We're going to rack up some episodes and we're going to deploy them. You just you want to know what hits you when they get back to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the meantime, (laughs) what you can do to keep the Toonsmith spirit in your heart and prove that you are a Toonsmith's acolyte, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and give us a five-star review. If there's a written review option, take it and make it good.
1: (laughs) Hey, listen, check us out on our Twitter and Instagram at DP Tooncast. And also, we're a real podcast now. We got a website dptooncast.com go check it out we
0: weren't a real podcast for over a 100 for episodes for a long time
1: yeah we were missing that one that one thing no one told me no you know, <laughs> now we got that thing yeah. and it's uh, just full of vivid colors uh,
0: we <laughs> <laughs> That's the real draw for uh-huh. a website for most people is yeah. say, hey, I got a new website. Oh, cool. What are the colors like? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you say, were they vivid? Are we first or- primary? Yeah. Well, no, not really. I think green <laughs> is on there. So that's technically a, a secondary <laughs> color, but nothing as fancy as you would find on Jim and the Hologram's faces uh-huh. right. or their dresses. Yes, please go to that and just keep the Tunes of the Spirit alive in this new year of 2022. Keep listening, keep rating, suggest this to your friends, throw it out there. Get, get pushy. Get pushy with it. <laughs> and I'm gonna get pushy with you when I say, Tutor, my dooder. Tutor, my dooder. <laughs> that's that's all I can only go that high. <laughs> that way. Is there any other good? This way, that way, every way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wham, <laughs> Jean Jean. Jean jam, and the holograms, jam, misfits, 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 we're not even looking at each other. <laughs>